HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following program has been brought to you by Rolling Press, a family-run, eco-friendly printing company. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, host of Full Service Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this show, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
Hello, and welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one of your hosts, Darren Bresnitz. Uh, Greg Bresnitz is killing it over at the Ace right now for Codathon. Shout out to him and to my dad, who is in town. It was great to hang out with him. We went to uh, Clemente's out in Sheepside Bay and ate crabs. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, that was just um, Permanent Love by Miami Drive, who will be coming up in this awesome hour of radio with a very special guest, Tiffany Ron. Hey. Hey. I'm surprised. I'm so happy to see you. I'm, I'm happy to see you. Yeah? Oh, my God. Um, big shout out to everyone who came out to the barbecue blowout, the last one of the season, mm-hmm. with Sushi Co. and Yuse all the way coming in, DJing from Copenhagen. It was really nice. Thank you to another awesome season. We will see you next year. And in honor of the end of the summer and barbecue, we have the pit bastard, a.k.a. Frank Davis, <laughs> in the house, who I think uh, you are my first instagram follow turn guest that's interesting yeah, yeah. I, I like that actually yeah. uh his instagram is uh bush or grow club i don't even know you know it's like that thing it's like how do we become friends it's now it's I, like how do i even did follow you on instagram i think it's i mean i i moved to bushwick from upstate about a year and a quarter ago and i think i was just basically going through on instagram and anybody who had anything to do with Bushwick food or Brooklyn food, I kept liking, yeah, adding. And somewhere along the lines, you know, because you guys tend to add back to, you know, know, uh, that, yeah, it just became one of those things that, you know, along the lines. uh, Plus, basically, last year I was trying to, I was using, I was actually using Instagram last year to pimp myself out in the hopes of finding a gig. So Did that work? uh, To a certain extent, yes. Okay. Uh, it actually did. Um, and how did you get the name Pit Bastard? Um, that, my wife gave me that. Uh, we had uh, a small barbecue nice. place in uh, upstate New York, and somebody once asked her if that, if I was the Pit Master, and she said, no, he's the Pit Bastard. And it's stuck, and it's my Gmail account. So anybody wants to email me at pitbastard at Gmail, come and spam me. I, so, never get enough, <laughs> I never get enough email. Uh, so let's go back to the beginning. How sure. did you get involved with cooking and food and barbecue? Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Michigan, from Flint, Michigan, which oh, wow. beats up D- Detroit on a regular basis. Yeah. And um, after I got married, the wife and I moved to the East Coast. Uh, I actually worked in records for about 20 years. Oh, uh, really? Record business. I Where, was, I, anyone notable? Uh, yeah, I was actually the first internet director at Astroworks Records. Uh, wow. I actually set up the first Astroworks re- website. Uh, ran the first websites for Fatboy Slim, Chemical Brothers, uh, all of that, yada yada, back in the Big Beat era. What was that um, like back in the day? Well, considering the fact that I looked like a motor uh, a motorhead roadie, uh, yeah. it was kind of intriguing for me to show up at Club Cheetah uh, wearing a leather jacket and hair down the middle of my back, um, and often denied access. But um, wow. it was interesting. It was, I mean, you know, the thing was is then. Astroworks was considered an independent label, and we could do anything. You know, we were trying to do pretty much anything we wanted to, but at the same time, because it was owned by EMI, we had a lot of... I ended ended up getting tired of it because everything had to be done through, like, six or seven lawyers, and so I left that, started my own web design company, and worked with record labels for a while, and then uh, uh, as the music business started to contract... Uh, basically, our client base started to contract, and right. we sort of said, well, we, you know, we, at that point, we were living upstate. I had been slowly buying more and more smokers and more and more grills mm. in the backyard mm. and ran a summer worth of pop-ups that... What year was this? It, uh, this would be in 2009. Okay. Um, in my backyard that basically ended up the last one we did. We had 150 people in my backyard. Um, and why, do you, why do you think so many guys move and girls move from music into food? Uh, it's funny, yeah, because most of the people that I know or that I worked with at Astroworks yeah. now actually either own bars or restaurants right. or cook. Um, same sort of thing. You spend all of your nights out partying yeah. for the record label, so it's just sort of a natural cycle that you, you know, you still want to do something creative. You still want to do something with the nightlife thing, and you're so damaged that you really can't go huh. into a real corporate office, so you end up <laughs> in food service somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, do you find that some of the neurosis and obsessiveness in music transfers directly right into food? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, especially you know, especially when it comes down to the, like the creative aspect of it. That you know, you're constantly mm. trying to find, just like in music, you're trying to find a new sound 
you know, you're always trying to find a new dish, especially if, you know, if you're tasked with the specials and so on. You try not to repeat a special over and over and over again. So when did you start getting into grilling and are you do are you doing grilling or barbecuing? A little bit of both. Um, so, I mean, I don't think that Michigan is quite known for its barbecue scene. No, that happened, uh, that I mean, happened have, when I moved. They have stuff yeah. now. Detroit, they have that sausage right. people there. And, you know, they've got slows. They've yeah. got uh, uh, several of them in the uh, in the outer uh, yeah. um Suburbs, which you, it's like um, the perfect space for it because you have just so much space. Yeah, you do. I mean, and the, and it's the fact cheap. is, is that you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can buy an entire block in downtown Detroit now for you know, basically the price of you know a, a studio spot. apartment yeah. here in uh, in Bushwick. Um, now, I basically, I got into it because I moved upstate. I uh, certainly wasn't doing that when I was down here. Uh, didn't have the space to do it. As mm. soon as we moved, uh, as a matter of fact, before we had furniture in the house, before we had a bed we were still sleeping on the floor on an air mattress i bought a weber kettle and well i mean that that's, prior- that's yeah. priorities yeah it's priorities <laughs> i think um and, I think the, fr- and then the first thing i did too was uh, the first friends we made when we moved up there we were up in the catskills uh were grass-fed meat farmers oh, and well, so yeah. again priorities again priorities uh t- we got to the point where we they wanted a website built we built a website for them where all of the pay for it was in meat uh, so we did a yeah. You that, know. That's that classic <laughs> website for grass fed beef exactly, barter system. You know? um, I believe so, I read that in the Agricultural yeah. Revolution. Right? So yeah. everything I learned from you know everything I learned about meat I learned by grilling grass fed meat and oh, okay. uh, I've carried that over to as much as I can given New York City budgets and given the budgets of the places I'm in. Um, but that was just it. It became that obsession where it starts with a Weber kettle, then it starts with a cheap offset from Lowe's, then it starts with a more expensive offset from somebody else, and then the next thing you know, you're dropping you know fifteen thousand dollars on smokers and putting them in your backyard because, for some reason, your wife is crazy enough to let you. Oh my um, God! God bless yeah. the wife. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and that was the thing is that you know as the web design business went the way that it was contracting, we said why not take the last bit of money we have. Had some friends from these parties who said. You know, you should open up a place. There's not a barbecue place in the area we were in, and that got us going. So you actually opened up a restaurant. Oh yeah, the, um, yeah, we were crazy enough without any restaurant background to actually open up a barbecue restaurant in pretty much the middle of nowhere. It's uh, about uh, 40 minutes north of Woodstock oh, wow. in the Bel Air ski region was where we were at, and did well up until Sandy hit New York City because 70 percent of our clientele mm. were weekenders, second homeowners who weren't coming out of the city. Uh, at that point, they couldn't get out because of gas. They couldn't get out because of their houses were flooded or whatever, and they didn't want to come upstate. And we sold off the equipment and moved back. We, I took the advice of all of my customers and moved back to Brooklyn to do barbecue. Yeah. I mean, you're moving back at a time where Brooklyn and, and New York barbecue does not need the caveat of urban barbecue. It's there are spots now that are just good barbecue. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I. You know, for a long time, um, New York City. And and in general, was considered sort of like you know manufactured bar it was corporate barbecue. I mean, not that there wasn't great barbecue. There was some. I mean, dinosaur has um, always been holding it down up in Harlem. Yeah, you know. I mean, but but again, dinosaur came out of Syracuse, of course. And it is kind of you know I I kind of say it's kind of chain barbecue. I mean, it's it's chain barbecue. Mm-hmm. Even though there are solid pitmasters in every single yeah. one of the stores, all of the stores have to taste the same. Of course. Um, there's not a you know there's not the opportunity say for the pitmaster here in Brooklyn to do something wacky and out there because it's got to fit in with the rest of the corporate culture. Yeah, of Course. Same with Hill Country, you know. Same now, you know, with Blue Smoke, Danny and, and Jean Paul over Blue Smoke. Yeah, you know, want things to be a certain way. Well, I'll tell um, you where they're not having it the same um, way, and that's at the airport in T four. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Oh man. Just- no. 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 <laughs> I mean, I you know. What is? What I'll tell you right now, like Shake Shack, oh. right on point. Yeah. yeah. Blue Smoke Airport? Yeah. Not so good. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess, you know, maybe that's the caveat that you never should really eat barbecue in an airport in New York State. Um, um, you know. Look, sometimes um, sometimes you want to be the asshole that flies with the yeah. ribs. Okay. I can you see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as a, you know, I think what was great is, is that, that that couple of years ago when, especially in Brooklyn, it suddenly became about Pitmaster or, or Pit Dude run barbecue places that it yeah. was like you know it was josh opening up john brown's it was john brown's know, is um, great and i feel like it doesn't get as much credit as it i know should. it doesn't and that's because it's uh, out now it's out of nowhere yeah it's uh, you know it's it's again one of those in the middle of but nowhere they do, places they do, barbe- um, they do smoke pastrami they do smoke yeah. foie gras they um, do they do some interesting stuff out there right i mean all of those guys the guys over at, at feta Sao, you know the original robbie oh, yeah. you know over there matt over at, at mm-hmm. fletcher's billy down at hometown all of these guys are doing you know are crushing real like their stuff as opposed to worrying about you know what's going to fit in right 
I wonder if uh, Brooklyn is ever going to get, you know, the, you have Texas style, you have North Carolina style. I wonder if it's going to be a, a Brooklyn style. That's a, <laughs> Actually, that's a huge political thing for me I, for a long time because the problem is if you say Brooklyn style, immediately everybody goes, oh, that's because they can't actually do barbecue. Um, but, but that's the, not true anymore. But, but it's not true. But at the same time, the problem is a lot of people sort of lock on the fact that, like, Billy does this killer uh, um, beef rib at hometown that oh, is very so good. very kind of Louis Mueller, etc. So they say, well, he's a Texas place, but he's not. He's doing jerk baby back ribs. He's doing a lamb banh mi. Yeah. These things get overlooked, so he is doing Brooklyn style. Matt's doing Brooklyn style stuff over at Fletcher's. Um, you know, even like what Phil and Dan are doing over at Brisket Town are starting mm-hmm. to move a little bit away from that straight up central heart. You know, I mean, Texas he hardcore. is. I mean, he um, is definitely the in the school of central Texas. Yes, but, but that's there, where, but that's the story. But there are little. Th- I mean, he's starting to introduce like little bits of Cajun, yeah. and little you know, and little bits of things sort of around that Texas area. You know, um, but the problem is, is that often what happens is the press get out there and immediately go. Well, they're not Texas, or well, the brisket doesn't necessarily have the salt and pepper yeah. thing, and there's nobody really allowed to like do, you know, yeah. except for maybe like Will up at, at Duck Cedary, which isn't really barbecue, no, um, or what Robbie we used to do over at at Feta, where it was like you know fish sauce and, and weird shit on the on the brisket. Well, maybe yeah. Brooklyn style will be just known as the weird shit. Of it's barbecue. the weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about uh, the Bushwick Girl Club and uh, your new place, Northern Bell.
Uh, we're here with Frank Davis, a.k.a. the Pit Bastard. Um, where are you living in Brooklyn? You don't say exactly where, but where are you living? Bushwick. Bushwick. Yeah. Um, so you have been into barbecue for how many years now? Ten. And so you had your restaurant in upstate, and now you, you've moved to Bushwick, and you start the Bushwick Grill Club. And what right. is that? The, that's basically grilling in my backyard. Uh, it was a way to kill time and uh, have friends over and meet a few new people. Unfortunately, you guys never actually made to any of them. We well, um, didn't make it to our barbecue, so uh, so it's fair fair trade. Uh, okay. I think you were always busy when I was doing when I had a chance to do one, and I was always busy when you were doing well, one. Well, we're done for the season. Um, Is your season done? Um, well, now that I'm back, sort of working six days a week, it's semi done. Wednesday nights, may I may start doing them again. Okay, um, can I bring my dog? Uh, definitely. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, I'll make it. And, uh, but yeah, it was basically, uh, again, last summer, you know, when I was sort of unemployed down here, uh, when I moved back and hadn't really found a gig, uh, I just started doing it as a way to try to meet people in the neighborhood and not get too rusty on, you know, the skills and so on that were involved. I mean, if you're not grilling or cooking every day, when do you start to feel the rust setting in? Um, or let me ask that a little better. Yeah. When do you start to feel dried out? Uh, <laughs> um... Actually, I, I'm. I don't think I've. I think the longest I've ever gone without grilling has been even in the winter. Has, has been like maybe four days. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's like that's a lot of food. Yeah, it's you know, and I mean, well, I mean, you know, often it might just be like buying two pork chops at the, yeah. you know, the supermarket and throwing those down, or throwing some, you know, occasionally throwing some vegetables on the grill and making like a, you know, gotcha. a smoked vegetable chili or something. But it's like, yeah, you know, I've got two. I, I was lucky enough that we found an apartment that actually had. A backyard space and in so Bushwick? in Bushwick oh, um, for God. for far less than one would expect um, and uh, oh yeah and a full basement too so um, yeah cool. envy me just just um, while that's uh, salt rubbing yeah Ooh. so uh, um, so I actually have two kettles back there two Weber's back there and that's you know um, and they're right off the back door of you know of the bedroom which is weird but no you grow um, for your bed it's classic. yeah it's, yeah you know uh, so anytime I have people over they have to pass through the bedroom so we always, always have to make sure that everything's nice in the bedroom before it's we like that uh, Seinfeld episode um, where exactly. George is eating pastrami in yep. bed yeah it's great. Um, so yeah that's you know it's the the biggest problem is trying in Bushwick is trying to grill in the winter because nobody's carrying charcoal anymore uh, they, uh, you right. sort of have to and that's the handy part about the basement before the summer finishes yeah I'll go when they do the big blowout at CVS or whatever. I'll go and well, that's good. At uh, least you know, you know it's, it's you got a yeah. store for winter. Exactly. So you were doing this grill, uh, the Bushwick Grill Club, and how does one get invited? Um, often it was just through Instagram, or so you know, there's actually a little Facebook page for it too, which I think got me in trouble with the DOH. But uh, I had a letter the other day from the DOH claiming that I was running an illegal restaurant um, because the Facebook page says barbecue restaurant, but it's not really a barbecue restaurant. Um, like the DOH has and, nothing uh, better to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and what's what's the rule? Do you have to bring something when you come? Um, yeah, beer. Generally, Beer. alcohol. Great. Um, I'll, I'll generally, you know, or if you want to bring something to throw. I mean, as, as part of like the, it's, it's an extension of what we used to do with the the pop ups in our backyard um, up in the Catskills. Was you know, if you bring if you bring meat, we will we will cook meat. Um, you know, if you you know bring vegetables, we will cook vegetables. Uh, but we just say generally bring alcohol. That's yeah. great. So you were doing the Butcher Grill Club, and now you're cooking over at Northern Bell. Right. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Northern Bell, what is it? Uh, they opened uh, two months ago over on Metropolitan in Williamsburg. They're, um, they've got a bit of a little smoker, doing a little bit of smoked meat, but for the most part, the focus is more on Southern comfort food. Nice. Um, with a, and where I'm taking this, I got hired three weeks ago to take over the food program, uh, where we're really pushing it is into uh, game meats. Uh, really? We have a bison burger, an elk mm. burger, uh, rather than the uh, the belly that we're serving up as a platter is actually a boar belly, which is amazing. Oh, wow. I never would have thought, never would have thought it would work, but it's so good. Why um, did you think it would work? Because I'm just a big pork belly fan, and right. I thought the boar belly would taste really kind of gamey and not have that same kind of unctuousness that that the uh, the pork belly does. But it's actually, I think, really better. It tastes a little bit beefy. It's like it's almost like a beef belly, but without the kind of like toughness that a beef belly is. Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got um, a rabbit and ginger sausage coming, uh, venison and cherry sausage, yes. um, yes. and we're just continuing to look for, you know, uh, to us, I mean, that's that next level of the whatever, you know, uh, Brooklyn barbecue or Brooklyn Southern is going to be is for us, we're going to mm -hmm. sort of push it in the game meat territory. But you're not just doing meats for 
doing meat sick. Like, it actually tastes good. No, it's good. Yeah, it tastes good meat. And quite honestly, my new kind of focus, I, I feel there's enough people doing barbecue. Um, for me, it's more about, like, drunk food, comfort food, mm. um, about, you know, good, you know, good southern soul food cooking, nice plate of pickles, um, cornbread, um, you know, fried chicken. Actually, we smoke the chicken and then fry it. Um, Ooh. Uh, smoked and fried chicken wings. I don't um, think I've ever had smoked fried chicken. Um, that's um, great. I mean, that's, yeah. this sounds like you're getting a lot of work out of the small smoker. It is. Yeah, it's, it's working I'm, over time. Um, it's working over time, and I, I'm, I've already predicted to the owners that the damn thing's going to probably break on one of our biggest weekends. So um, it's, I keep trying to push them to get like a little bit better smoker, and I'm hoping they listen to this so I once again can say, get a bigger smoker. Um, Remember when I told you to get the bigger smoker? We're going to yeah, need a bigger smoker. We're going to need a bigger smoker. <laughs> well, as I walked in, yeah, the first thing I, said, I looked at it, I said, we're going to need a bigger smoker. So, uh, <laughs> and is it gas charcoal? It's uh, um, electric. Electric. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the, the nature of being where we're at yeah. in, in Williamsburg. It's Ventilation. going to have to be an electric under the hood yep. uh, chip or pellet smoker because we don't have the space. Oh. And we're surrounded by um, apartments and, and residential. So we don't have the ability to put a full-on wood smoker in there. Awesome. Well, Frank, thank yeah. you so much for stopping by. My pleasure. I know you got to jet off to the shift. Yep. But it's going to be fun. I appreciate it. You can grab a slice of pizza on the way out. Cool. Um, and where can people follow you on Instagram? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Bushwick Grill Club and uh, on Twitter at Pit Bastard. So awesome. Yep. Who has Pit Bastard on Instagram? Um, oh, no, I, think, I think Instagram won't let you. Oh. Because the bastard, I think it was. Uh, oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. No, I actually had Pit Bastard at Instagram. I still have it, I think. Uh, but I just changed it over to Bushwick Grow Club because I was doing more with Bushwick Grow Club and felt, you know, it was a way of, of promoting that a little better. Well, it's one of my favorite uh, get hungry when I'm hungry Thank things you. to look at. And, uh, yeah, make sure it's from the restaurant, Northern Bell. Northern Bell. Normal hours, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we're uh, open for lunch, a uh, limited lunch menu, and um, most days of this week we're open until, well, the kitchen's open until 11, uh, Monday through, or Sunday through Thursday, and uh, then on Friday and Saturday it's open until 1230. Awesome. All right. Well, f- Frank, thank you so much. Thank you very much for, for swinging by. by. Yeah. And we have Miami Drive coming up next, but before that we're going to play one more song.
that's a track. We call that one a, a tune if we're in London, which we're not. But I'll call it a tune anyway. Um, want to welcome to the show, Miami Drive. Uh, welcome, Julio and Michelle. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. And Tiffany. Hi, Hi Tiffany. I'm not in yeah. it. You're not in it, but I'm you're here to eat pizza. You <laughs> Fanny, you're, can you be considered potential muse? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, actually, Permanent Love, I think, the music came from... Uh, how I felt about Tiffany. We recently met, and then that happened, and then Michelle wrote some amazing lyrics to it. There we have it. Blushing over pizza, I see. <laughs> Tears in heaven. Tears in heaven. <laughs> so welcome, and shout out to Andrew Posa for another great curated band thrown our way. That man. Yes, sir. Yeah, that guy. Best, best bass face in Brooklyn. Definitely. Yes. S- six years in a row? Seven, I don't know. I've lost, I've lost count now. Something like that. Something like that. Um, so welcome, guys. So ha- talk to me about uh, how you got started, how you two met. Um, well, uh, Michelle's husband, now husband, Ari Kushner, he, um, at, at the time I was, I've always been, uh, my, my first, my first uh, musical influence is jazz, and I played the sax a whole bunch for most of my upbringing. And uh, then I got into, you know, like as most jazz musicians, then you get into things like Fruity Loops and uh, Ableton and uh, all that kind of thing, Reason. And so I started making some electronic music, and uh, Ari's like, you know, you should come out sometime and meet this girl, Michelle. She's just uh, getting into singing, and she plays the guitar, and she has a few songs that maybe you would be interested in trying to produce. Uh, and I never, I never took him up on that, on that offer. I, I never went to, to meet them, but eventually he had to bring her to my <laughs> parents' house. Uh, I was like, this is Michelle, um, and let's, uh, I mean, pretty much. Because uh, wow. I, I think I, we met once where Ari was DJing at at uh, that place. Um, what's it? The Rally Hotel. The Rally Hotel. Oh yeah. So it, it just happened, and uh, she had some songs that were really nice, and we started to pretty much arrange them together, and I started producing them a bit, uh, and that's how we met. We met through through Actually, Ari, the guy that's is. out there taking pictures. <laughs> oh, is that your husband? Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on in. We got a seat. Yeah, man, it's a, just a room full of love today. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, room full of love. So you guys met, and wait, you said the Raleigh down in Miami? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, both yeah. from Miami, okay. um, and you know, hence the name. And we, we uh, yeah, it's, it's it's our biggest influence. Wow, is the city. I, I mean, meeting her forced on you at your parents' house in Miami is like. I mean, I don't know if you're Jewish, but that is the classic Jewish love story. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so. It, it happened. Yeah, it was. I, I was not going out at that that time in my life. I don't think so much. Awesome. I'm still pretty much a, a homebody. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So you had some songs, and you guys started collaborating. And how instantaneously did you both think that this was going to be a good fit? Uh, pretty pretty soon, I, I think. I, I think my concept was I wanted to work with uh, wanted to work with um, a child actually, um, a, a voice that was very innocent sounding. And I think Michelle was just really getting into it at that time. It was uh, so, something that you hadn't been doing for. No, too I, just, long, right? I had just started, actually. Um, so my voice kind of resembled a child at that time. So it worked out pretty well. The, the initial songs were very romantic, um, very melodic, very sweet. And so it worked really well. And we still try to maintain that now. Yeah. But the music's evolved so much in the last couple of years. Yeah, there's, a, uh, there's definitely an innocence that we try to uh, maintain in the uh, production and in her her voice um, in some way like the the balance of the synthesizers being str- like strong and then her voice uh, being uh, what the synthesizers are trying to protect from I don't know what whatever the world and- uh, alright let's hear one let, let, let's hear a song because I'm very intrigued now <laughs> okay should we play <laughs> one live love it I'm gonna love it you I are. mean I already love it but yeah let's play let's hear let's rip a tune alright so I don't know if you guys really rip your tunes but let's rip a tune <laughs> <laughs> let's do it no I need this okay let's alright here we go Miami Drive live on Snacky Tunes
to be in some back room with a light up disco floor at like 4 a.m. during that track. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> oh, that got real. That was pretty grown and sexy. It really is. A lot, of, a lot of adult love going on there. Nice. <laughs> um, so you guys are from Miami. Yes. Born Big and raised. Well, I'm born and raised. Julio was born in Nicaragua, right? I was yes. born in Nicaragua, but I, I moved to Miami when I was three, so I grew up Just there. by yourself? Yeah. No, That's my, cool, man. My parents are. Yeah, dude, Nicaragua, this scene's dead. You live <laughs> in Miami. <so> funny. <laughs> uh, did, and you guys never met growing up, but uh, I mean, I assume good food growing up, though? Mm. Yes, very yeah? good food. Um, my family is uh, half Colombian, half Cuban, so very, okay. very Latin-based. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Nicaraguan food, I mean, Cuban food is, I think, what binds us. I uh, 
I'm a big when I go to Miami, I go directly to a Cuban uh, bakery. Can you let me know where you can actually get a good Cuban sandwich in Miami? Definitely, there, yes. there's a uh, because I, I I family there and everyone takes me to these places and I'm like these are all crap. <laughs> <laughs> at yeah. part, I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, maybe there is not this ethereal Cuban sandwich. Mm-hmm. That exists. Maybe they're just not as good, but I, I don't believe that's the case. No. I, yeah. yeah, I think the ones in Miami are just the more sort of sim- simple idea of a Simple's Cuban. Fine. Yeah, simple idea. Right. I feel like um, the sort of evolution of the Cuban sandwich—they've just made it better. Oh, uh, like using like artisanal meats and things like that. Exactly. So, like when you go down to Miami, you go to like a typical like Cuban place. Yeah. It's not in the hood, pretty much. <laughs> that's where you find the best sandwiches. It's fine. I, I lived in a, in a place called uh, Sweetwater, which is mostly um, Nicaraguans, but uh, at first it was all Cubans, and there are a few places there that are cheap, uh, tiny, but everything is just perfect. Everyone that works there actually just got there from Cuba oh, yeah. a few months ago, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you know. You know, I'm not familiar with Nicaraguan food. What's that like? Um, it's it's really simple as well. It's, uh, it's a lot of sauces. Like, we, we love our chimichurri, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, a... Um, uh, a uh, uh, skirt steak with uh, oh, yeah. chimichurri, uh, some uh, rice and beans combined, which we call gallo pinto, and uh, and then we have you know like plantains of, of in any form, you know, mashed or actually fried. Growing up, my family and I used to go down to Bayside and eat at Los Ranchos, ranchos yeah. and which is Nicaraguan every Sunday night. <laughs> really? Nice. Yes. That's one of the... the it's, it's a chain now, It's but I mean... Is it, it a chain? Yeah, now there's like three, but there, 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 there's, there, was one, there was one in the Nicaraguan neighborhood and it became very popular. And then they opened up one at, at Bayside, which was... It's, it's like a huge touristy you know, place. But yeah, that place still, still has... I mean, the, the food is still good there. Tiff, are you getting the benefits of a home-cooked Nicaraguan meal? Oh, yes, I am. Yeah? Oh, my God. Julio is the meat... I call him the meat master, which is a disgusting wow. term if your mind goes there. It did. <laughs> but it, we're just specifically talking That's about... That's really sweet of you, baby. ...how he can marinate all kinds of delicious meat and oh. make amazing sauces. Wow. He's an incredible chef. I, 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 yeah. I don't no, know. you're really modest. That's totally uh, it's fine. It's experimentation be, but... constantly. You know, like my dad was that kind of guy who would just throw 10 things in a pot and then magically there was a potion there. And it's like, wow. Was it magic though or was it like controlled madness? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I wow. think uh, actually maybe more of the controlled madness yeah. actually, now that I think about Where it. Where you going like, what am I looking at here, dad? <laughs> He's like, you're going to love it. Just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you loved it. That's amazing. Do you cook? I do. Mm, I do. Yes. That was, She's an amazing chef. Um, that was actually my first passion. I did the opposite. I went uh, food first, then music. Okay. <laughs> but do you feel like you're bringing the same sort of passion and skills to your approach to music as you did for food? Um, yes, definitely. It's um, it's very intense. <laughs> very intense? I, yes. I um, I spend long, long hours cooking. I'm like more of a slow cook. I, I could uh, spend yeah. all day doing it. I'm I'm halfway through a tomato jam right now. Very nice. That I got started, but I had to turn the heat off because I had to come to a radio show. <laughs> it's like, it's like a three or four hour process. Yeah, but I didn't want to be up to midnight cooking it. It's yeah. really good. Food fifty two tomato jam. Search the recipe. It's, oh, cool! It's I love awesome. that. I love it's that. It's so good. Um, awesome. Another track? Another song? Sure, yeah. yeah. sure. All right, what do you want to hit us with? Something with some Cubana flavor? Uh, yeah, this one is definitely very uh, Miami freestyle, so this is... It has, has, has t- the tinge of that. Okay. <laughs> it's called House Party. Oh, House Party. So first track off the EP, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, here we go, live on Snacky Tunes. Once again, we have Miami Drive.
Nice. So sassy. A little freestyle right there at the end. A little wild style. Um, so let's talk about the EP. Super fun. Super great. Super summer jams. Uh, when did that drop? Has it dropped? It's actually, we've just released the first single, House Party, which is the one you just heard. Um, yeah, the, the rest of the EP mm-hmm. will probably come out in the fall. Um, we're working on a music video right now. Ooh. Yeah, which is going to be... Yeah. Pretty epic, I hope. Who's it, making it? Uh, well, we'll just we're keeping it internal for now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should, should be a nice surprise for everyone. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. But very, very Miami influence, I, I would say, and uh, a part of uh, our upbringing, which is uh, novelas, one of our biggest influences in, oh. in our music making is the Spanish novella. Really. Uh, just in, ter- in, in, in all its glory and uh, not glory, <laughs> yeah. but the humor—the humor that you capture from it, with it being so serious—and it's that's something that I feel like in music, I, I love. You know, um, as a video going to be like open shirt, wax chest type of thing. <laughs> it might, might be. Yeah. It might go there. We might end <laughs> up there. there. It might go there. Very, I'm, very emotional. Yeah, thing. I'm a very, I'm a pretty terrible actress, so I feel like it'll really come through perfectly in this sort of novela theme. It'll come mm-hmm. like just, it'll make the most sense. It's like my debut, my terrible <laughs> acting debut. Are you excited? Excited for your close up? I am. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> tons of close ups. Yeah. So the EP my is zooms. coming out in the fall. Who's putting it out? Uh, we don't have a label yet. We've been shopping it around. That seems like a mistake by the music industry. Um, it's yeah. We have some. We have some options right now. So okay, it's good yeah. to have options. Yeah, definitely. Good to have options. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and then tour. Well, yeah, that's something that we we want to really do um, coming up maybe next fall when yeah. we drop the the EP. And we stuff have and actually a show first. coming up um, August 29th with Midnight Magic. Which is pretty cool. Um, oh, let Friday. me just check. If you August twenty ninth. August twenty ninth. Yeah, I'll be there. Nice. Sweet. <laughs> I have a wedding the next day, but I'll be there. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't you know if we're gonna make it to the wedding now, though. I know that's the thing because Miami Drive. You guys start at like one in the morning, maybe one thirty. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's a late show. That that's is late. late. What, yeah. Is this, is, this, is this another cameo special? Oh yeah. 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 Duh. Gotta hey, shout out to Jiffy who just got married. Definitely. Congratulations. Jeffy. Jeffy really, that place, every time I go in there. I know. He really just turned that do you remember when it was just that like half room? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now yes. like a proper Yeah. And he made the sound the sound in there is great now. Dude, Simi Mobile Disco out. played there the other day. I know. Really? Simeon. That's so crazy. Played there. <laughs> and it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. He's continuing the the golden age of that era. I remember, like you know, Coco '66, for instance, oh, yeah. had a certain sweaty room in the back, um, and then that never really. He's the last standing <laughs> Brooklyn sweaty room. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah because yeah. I mean, look now that there is like output and output. verboten, but it's mm-hmm. that's that's the place that's, right there for live bands and stuff. Yeah. What for cameo? Yeah, and for DJs as well. It's just the sound system has gotten better and better, and it just and you just well, feel like you could be in any other era. Oh, it's Besides so good. the present, right? It just and that feels... basement, that basement is like, oh yeah, touch me in the basement type of vibe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? But in the good way. In the super good way. Definitely. Touch um, me in the basement. Yeah. If that's not a new Midnight Magic song, I don't know what is. No. <laughs> Send that back to the boys. Touch okay, me in the basement. Okay, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And we'll have you back on because I know you guys are working on the next, the next one, right? Yeah, EP coming out next month too. All right, so not we'll get about to. Us, though, so not about us. This is about Miami Drive. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, all right, so Miami Drive. I want to make sure that we have enough time for one more song. Um, so where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter. What's your Instagram game? Good, strong. Uh, yeah, we've actually. It's one of those things where um, it's it's been hard for us to to, to take that as as a, a means of promotion. Um, just because our personalities, we're, I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily a type of a bro down kind of guy. So I don't really have a, a large friend base, you could say. And so, like Instagram has been a really hard thing to understand how to how to approach and use. Food shots, pet shots. Yeah, is Done. that it? There you go. I'm telling you. See, honestly, if you have a <laughs> band Instagram that never posts about music and it's just great food and cute dogs, <laughs> done. Done. Okay, we're gonna try awesome. that. <laughs> and it sounds like that 
I'm telling you, you put up a photo of you playing keyboards and a photo of you with uh, skirt steak and chimichurri sauce. You see which one yeah, I like. I'm telling you, I know exactly which one it is. Awesome. I, the best I place that. right now to really check us yeah. out is on SoundCloud, Miami Drive. Um, but is everything Miami Drive, Instagram, Twitter? Um, everything, yeah. Uh, right now, Facebook, Miami Drive Bend is the full name. Okay. Uh, SoundCloud, it's just Miami Drive. And then uh, Instagram and Twitter is also just Miami Drive straight. No hyphens or anything. Cool. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank Shout you. out to the pit bastard. Go, go to yes. Northern. Hey, if you need dinner plans tonight, he's, he'll be behind the grill or behind the stove. <laughs> we, just the territory. Had de- we just had delicious pizza. Oh, shout out to our birds as always. Yeah. Heritage. Yeah. Uh, this is our last show of the summer. Ooh. Yeah. Awesome. We got shit to do. Yeah. Uh, we'll be... Both Greg and I will be out at FYF uh, in L.A. next weekend. So if you see us and you're one of our four listeners, um, one of which maybe lives in L.A., come say hi to us. <laughs> and then we got weddings and, I guess, uh, Midnight Magic, Midnight Drive show. Miami Drive. Miami Drive. What did I say? Midnight, Drive? Midnight Drive? It happens well, like to me it. all the time. As well. oh. I mean. All right. Well, Miami Drive. What's the last song? Uh, it's Give It Up. All right. Give It Up. Here we go. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for an amazing summer. Uh, we will see you, and I can't believe I have to say this, we will see you in the fall. Oof. Where the hell did 2014 go? I don't know. All right. Okay. See you guys soon. Bye. Let's do it.
We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.